My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 28 starts now. John, is it Jim Harbaugh or John? Jim, uh, that's Jim. Jim. Is that Jim? Jim is his, Jim coaches. Jim's in Michigan? Jim's in, yeah, Michigan. John, John was in Michigan. John or Jim? I don't know. One, One of, of the, the Harbaugh, Harbaugh brothers. brothers. <laughs> okay. The... Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Coming in after week one, y'all. This is B. And I'm joined by my co-host, as always. Dog. That's him. He's pissed the fuck off. Yeah, he is. Not a good week to be dog in fantasy this week. It's a lot of Antonio Brown stuff with him, and there's all sorts of just drama. But dog has bounced back. He is the champion. He is definitely the champion, and um, you got you to give him credit for that. So dog is going to be a little down this show. But he's still going to come at you with the best advice ever, like he always does. And I, I'm i going to go ahead and predict that he's going to win week two. Now, is, is, is that right, dog? You're going to win I hope so, if Antonio Brown can get his ass on the field. Yeah. So, I have a good shot. Yeah, Antonio's tough. I, of course, won my first week. And, <laughs> and it, was a, it was such a sweet win because last year I sucked ass. This year I'm turning things around. Um, so... We'll get into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Week one, very exciting. Obviously, the best time of the year, football. There's a game on now. We're looking over our shoulder as we do this podcast. Um, you know, it's week one. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it at all. It's a lot of stuff going on. But occasionally, we have to do public service messages. Like, we are the big black, my big black fantasy podcast. Keyword black. We're black people. We're doing a show, black podcast, fantasy football. You're getting it all. So occasionally we have to address some issues. Mm. And so I, t- I was watching the post-game shows and Dion and Chris Rose are on and they were talking about how or why Dak Prescott hasn't gotten his contract yet. And it got real awkward. It was like one of those racially awkward moments. And, you know, we'll go ahead and play, play, play the clip. Yeah, let's check it out. Carson yeah, you Wentz paid everybody his. else, but you won't pay Dak. Okay, Explain so that. He, we, listen, we all agree he's going to get paid. Jerry Jones came out and said, "But what? Why is he last? Why, why did Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, why did all these guys get paid, but Dak can't?" Well, you know about negotiations. It will. It will get done. I, I think bigger picture here is he's not going anywhere in Dallas. Will he ever be considered an elite quarterback? What? What is elite? Because I, I don't know what elite is nowadays. Yes, you do. I, to me, back in the day, elite. No, I don't. Elite used to be winning Super Bowls. That was elite. That's not elite anymore. You throw for 400 yards, well, you're getting your butt kicked. That's why you're throwing for 400 yards. You're throwing the whole during fourth quarter. That's why you're throwing for 400 yards. That's why you're throwing for 5,000 yards a season or 4,000 yards because you're getting your butt kicked during the, every game and you got to make a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter. The guy can play the darn game. We got to give him credit. And every week, they hesitate to play him, baby, he's stacking it up. It's going to cost him more. Well, listen. It's going to cost him more. Dion, it's all about wins. You played with Hall of Famers in, in Steve Young and with Troy Aikman. How's it about wins? Because and he's won more than Carson Wentz. He's well, won a, more than Carson Wentz. A, a, so it can't be about wins. It should be, though. In, he's played since, more. He's shown up for every game. Carson Wentz been hurt. He's probably hurt right now. And Dak still hadn't gotten paid. So it can't be about wins. <laughs> Chris, Dion, Dion seemed a little heated. No, he was heated because the the un, unspoken word was what? What was the unspoken word there, dog? It was it was like racism. It was you know it was like <laughs> you know these white quarterbacks are getting paid. What's wrong with this brother who's only getting maybe what a few hundred thousand this year? Or yeah. In the next two years, he was gonna get what two million or something. Yeah. Oh, he's underpaid, man. Yeah, and I mean it's a good question. If, if why do certain people feel comfortable paying a quarterback that's been hurt? Two years. Now, he, he is the member of a championship team. He did do his part, I guess, to get Philadelphia in position to win a Super Bowl. That can't be denied. I'm talking about Carson Wentz. But Zach, or sorry, Dak, rather, has won since he's been there. He's done very little else than win. And he's a professional. He's showing up in camp, mm-hmm. you know, because he knows he's the lead man. Sure. You know, and he's, he's you know, he's being a professional, you know, so... I compliment Zach for that, man. He didn't have to come to camp. He could have yeah. been like Zeke. Yeah. He then he would have got paid. 
That that might be also true. You know, but the guy's just he's a smart guy, man. Without football, he's still gonna be straight with all these like endorsement deals he has and insurance policies he has lined up. Mm-hmm. So it's like fifty million in, in that shit guarantees. So yeah. He's gonna be straight. He's a smart cat. That's it, why I think he was in camp too. No, I think he handled his business differently. He I think you know, and we're not talking fantasy here. In terms of football, you gotta play Dak because he is the uh, he's a franchise quarterback. He's yeah. he's won. He's gotten Dallas in the playoffs. He's you know he's done better than the you know last few Romo years. Yeah, that, and his mom is white. So pay the man. Yeah, if even if he has to use that in excuse, <laughs> my mom's white. Pay yeah, me. His mom is white. Exactly. Um, speaking of awkward, and, and we'll get to your favorite subject there, dog. Uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, came out today that Antonio Brown actually got Gruden's permission. To tape that commercial. You saw that commercial he did, right? Yeah. I don't think so. You know, it just seems like a bunch of bullshit. Mm. And I don't think Gruden's going to comment on it or anything because he's focused on the season and he's focused on the Raiders. Sure. He's not going to go back and forth about Antonio Brown and he's a patriot now. Yeah. You know, fuck that. But I don't have Gruden like, okay, yeah, you could uh, record me. That's Mm -hmm. illegal in California. Yeah, you without his consent. Without his consent. I don't sure. think he gave him his consent. Well, the producer of this film said he did. But I doubt it. Whatever. But the, th- the thing that I think it points to is how bad is that environment in Oakland when you have a coach agreeing to do a commercial for a player that ends up leaving and the the player was kind of treated with kick gloves while he was there. He ends up embarrassing the organization. I, you know, I'm going to put the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns and basically the destruction pile this this year. I think both teams are going to basically be battling out for the first round pick. Well, not so quick. Not so quick. Okay. Not so quick. Let's see how the Raiders play. All right. Let's see how they adjust. We see. I don't have Derek Carr throwing five p- fucking picks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying <laughs> tonight. Yeah. You yeah. know, so let's give the Raiders a chance because Cleveland, the Raiders haven't been put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Cleveland has. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So Cleveland's been getting like all these fucking accolades and hasn't even played it down yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Baker Mayfield's like, what he he was ranked like fourth in the highest fantasy football rating for quarterback? Yeah. And we told, we told you guys about that. We told you guys, please don't take the bait bait on Baker because it's a lot of hype. It's what happens with our media. And, you know, we've already addressed the awkward black moment of the week with Dion and Chris Rose, but the media for some reason likes to pump up certain quarterbacks. I'll just say that. And I think Baker's one of those quarterbacks. We mentioned uh, two weeks ago that, I guess, during one stretch of last season, he got sacked 15 times in three weeks. And he is, uh, you know, susceptible to throwing interceptions. So, again, if you got him on your team, you got to find another option because I just don't think things are going to go as well for him or the Browns in fantasy or in real life uh, this year. All right, everybody. Um it's that point in the show where we have our interview, and uh, got we're joined by a young man from Michigan, of all places. You know, people in LA don't think places like Michigan exist. We think everything sort of stops at Vegas, and everything and there's like an ocean or something. But there is really a Michigan, and there's really this guy. His name's Adam, and he's joining us. He's with Everyday Fantasy Football Podcast. He gives you your stardom sitems. He gives you all the information you need going into your week. We're past week one. We're going to get into week one a little bit. And um, Adam, how you doing? I am doing great. That's good. I'm just uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. Thanks. Thanks for joining us all the way from Michigan, calling in. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. We'll just get right to it because it's what everyone's thinking about talking about. The biggest story of the week was the weirdest soap opera with Antonio Brown going forward. We don't know. I guess maybe he's eligible to play this week. We don't know when he's going to play. But what kind of impact do you see first with the Patriots and then with the Raiders? You know, with the Patriots, obviously, it's going to be Tom Brady's best weapon on the team after they just got Josh Gordon back, you know, added Demarius Thomas. Philip Dorsett looked great last (laughs) night. And now on and on and on. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. And now. I've come to the point where Gronk could come out of retirement and I wouldn't even bat an eye. No, it's like, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just going just just wait for it. I think it will. Yeah. I mean, he, he he could get a free ring out of it. Why wouldn't she, you know? Yeah, it's so. it's it would be too easy. I mean, they made I, things look really easy last night. Just set your Google alert, alert for it because it's going to happen. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they literally carved through the Steelers defense who honestly, you know, they were, they looked pretty good at times last year. They added Devin Bush. I know Joe Hayden just got that extension and they just got picked apart. Brady was just the surgeon he is and just dissected him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who gets left out? Okay, so if you got your, you know, your Antonio Brown, you got your Josh Gordon, you got your Edelman, you got your Dorsett. You got your James White. You, you got Steve Largent. It feels like you're going to roll out Steve Largent and, I don't know. Art Monk. Art Monk. You got Art Monk on the team now. Who gets left out of that batch? Who do you bench in that situation? If, if you've got a Patriot receiver, are you ecstatic to have Josh Gordon still? Or is he going to get some of his, his – is, is he not going to eat, eat as much – or is Edelman going to be the odd man out in terms of fantasy points? Yeah, I actually think Josh Gordon could really benefit from this the most. I think he's probably going to benefit the most. And then Edelman, out of the primary fantasy guys, will take the hit the most. But Dorsett, he kind of becomes irrelevant. <laughs> the tight ends, kind of not really irrelevant anymore. Until Gronk I mean, shows up. Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Even James White, I think, takes a small hit just because he's a reception man and AB's but you, you know what man. I think, Adam? I so think you know, Brady might go back to throwing 55 times a game again. I I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. You know, like it he did be the year before last. Last year they were run rock. heavy. Yeah. yeah. And now I think he's just going to go back slinging the rock. So I don't think anyone's going to get left out. It wouldn't out. shock me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I definitely think that A.B., um, Josh Gordon, and Edelman can all be wide receiver one and wide receiver twos. Yeah, you know who I think gets takes the hit is Sonny Michelle. He had one point. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> yesterday he had one point. So I think they're going to go to a pass-heavy offense. That's just well, my and what opinion. I know. What I noticed about that, too, was he didn't really have too many attempts close to the end zone because it was – a. 40-yard touchdown to Dorsett, <laughs> 20-yard broken tackle, great uh, play by Josh Gordon, touchdown. So it's like his opportunities are getting taken away. And I know some people are going to think, oh, no, Antonio Brown, he's a playmaker. He'll be able to extend drives and get him into the red zone. But it's like, no, Antonio Brown's going to take it out from the 20 and in. So yeah, it's I kind of agree with that Michelle take. And even with their offensive line kind of getting banged up too, I know they lost their center for the year. So I feel like that hurts Brady more, but it didn't seem to hurt him last night. But yeah. Michelle definitely, I think, will take a hit from this. No, I think what Doug said, I agree with. I think Tom Brady took a look at last year and where he handed the ball off so much, and I benefited from his terrible fantasy stats last year because he was on my team. <laughs> but he looked at last year, and he probably said, fuck this running the ball shit. He was like, I'm done. And so he probably went to Robert Kraft's office, and I'm going to paint the picture for you. Like, Robert Kraft is just getting back from the massage parlor. Yeah. And he walks into Robert Kraft's office, and he's like, hey, Robert, put your pants on. No, but then he goes, listen, I need a, I need somebody. Gronk is gone. I want to throw the ball this year. And Robert Kraft pulled out his checkbook, and that was it. Because I think this whole thing was sort of manipulated. I, I, I don't tampering. <laughs> I think the Patriots, thing, man, yeah, tampering. I, I, honestly, I think AB was he. There's no doubt he was texting eight or Tom Brady, and he's like, "Yo, dude, I'm gonna get cut, and if I do, you guys are top on the list." Sure, and so I think the there's yeah. a load of behind the scenes action that I'm sure I can't imagine what went on. Oh yeah, no, I think the Patriots told him how to get cut. And he acted on it. And then on top of it, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus. And that was sort of, I was like, oh, yeah, this thing was <laughs> set in motion. Yeah, a long time exactly. Ago. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was almost just like a Brady was like, dude, we'll get a Super Bowl ring here. Yeah, you might not get $30 million guaranteed, but you'll get it 15 if you make these incentives. And next year, sure. we could extend you That's to get right. 20 more million. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Uh, yeah, I don't think Antonio Brown would mind getting a ring in exchange for a few million dollars that he doesn't really need. <laughs> no, and he got a helmet deal out of it, too. So he's got a helmet endorsement and everything else. It's, exactly, yeah. Everything's coming up roses for the Patriots. Adam, did you draft Antonio Brown in any of your leagues? You know, I didn't, but he was a guy who I wanted to, not like really wanted to get, but if he was there, like available at a like a acceptable range i would have taken him but he seemed to get sniped a couple times right before me in a couple of my leagues but i never ended up with a share of him and then i even made one one push to try to get him when he got cut because i figured he's 
he wants to win. He's going to go either there's like the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the big thing was the Patriots. So I was like, if this happens, you know, but the guy, he never looked at his trade box and it, he went to the Patriots and then it was, I'm not trading Antonio Brown. Yeah. And you know, I picked Antonio Brown second in our draft. And, yeah. you know, I had a rough week, <laughs> yeah. you know, really rough week. I'm waking up in all these annex and all this Twitter shit. And he's posting shit with Gruden illegally with his conversation with the coach. So, well, you, you know, and I'm just like, I was like pissed off until he went to the Patriots. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, this might work. But so, you know, my heart is with the Raiders because I'm a Raider fan. But, hey. You know, my money speaks with my fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So, it, was, it was a weird situation. Yeah. You know, kind of a love hate type thing. Right. Mm. No, it's, uh, I, I think, you, obviously, you, you, it's amazing in fantasy how you can go from, okay, Antonio Brown is a problem. He may be insane. I'm thinking about cutting him to, oh, shit, he's with the Patriots. Yeah. I've got to keep this guy. (laughs) He's the best thing ever. Because, I mean, that's how people's uh, heartstrings were being pulled uh, over the weekend. But we'll see what happens with Antonio. I want to get to the next topic. Um, You know, there's a couple of bad quarterback performances that's come to mind. And the first game of the season, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky basically stinking it up. And, And then, of course, yesterday you had Jameis Winston stinking it up. If you are an owner of David Montgomery like I am or Mike Evans like I am, what are you thinking or how are you feeling as you're watching? Because Mitchell Jabriskie, I think, is the most urgent matter because he's not throwing well enough to get eight eight people out of the box. And that young back Montgomery is now going to face that pretty much every time he gets, gets the ball when they give him the ball. So how much more confidence or how much more time do you give David Montgomery as you try to figure out what's going on with first Mitchell Jabriskie and also Nagy's, you know, strategy to sort of bring him along slowly, meaning Montgomery. Yeah, I give him about four to six weeks was my timetable. I have Montgomery in a lot of leagues. He's one of my most owned uh, players. So I definitely have a lot of confidence in him. Nagy did say it was a weird game and that he did want to run the ball. But I do also fault Mitchell Trubisky for just playing terrible. You know, he couldn't extend drives. Yeah. He couldn't make plays and couldn't, you know, get Montgomery the the, the opportunities, really. So it was kind of just give it to the veteran Davis. And then Montgomery had flashes here and there, but he only got six carries. And that's not nearly enough to really give you an idea of who he is. Sure. He looked great in the preseason, was amazing in college. And I think the potential's there. And I think Trubisky is going to have games where he's going to suck like this. And then he's also going to have flashes of when he's playing, you know, kind of a crappy defense where he throws four touchdowns like he did last year, lights it up and Montgomery just feasts or something. So I think there is upside, but I don't, it concerns me after Trubisky just looked, you know, pretty bad. So bad. Allen Robinson did look really good though. So that is one thing that you could kind of be hopeful for. Hopefully they'll have him as another playmaker to extend drives and, get him into the red zone, get uh, Montgomery those goal line touches. But it's, I think you got to kind of not be careful with Montgomery. I'm definitely starting, starting him the next two weeks without hesitation. But he, after, if he craps the bet against the Redskins week three, then that's, that's where I I would probably (laughs) play him one more time week four. And then if he, did it again i would probably bench him until he proved it yeah they have to give the kid montgomery a chance i mean i can't believe they were starting mike davis i mean what 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 where did this come from I, you know it was, it was just terrible you know what you're going to get out of mike davis he's a third down back mm-hmm. and you're running him between tackles yeah come on no get it, the feet get the kids feet wet yeah, it made me question all of the, you know, like every once in a while, every year we get an offensive genius that's, you know, Mike Na- Matt Nagy is an offensive genius that, uh, you know, the Bears just hired or whatever. And it didn't show on Thursday night. Hopefully it gets better. Um, I'm not confident because I don't like what I'm hearing from him in terms of bringing him along slowly. I'm looking for an option to start him, starting my flex this week unless something changes. If I hear something out of Chicago differently, like, okay, we totally screwed up the first game. This kid is our, is our, our basically our three down back or our lead back or whatever you want to call it. Then I'm doing it. Otherwise I'm looking for options this week. Um, 
Moving right along. Um, the, I, one thing I didn't uh, prepare you for, but I'll throw it in here anyway. Um, everyone's talking about leaving Miami. You got all these people <laughs> leaving the Dolphins. And that I mean, was hilarious. Yeah. 59 to 3 would do it, though, I think. I think that's a very good reason to leave your team. How much value do any of these players have? If if you if you're in a pinch and you need to get a or you need to rely on a Kenyon Drake, God help you if you do, or on a uh, Fitzpatrick or you know whomever, who has value on that team after all this after the fifty nine to three loss and then the the proposed mass exodus from Miami. Honestly, I think the only one's Xavier Howard, and he's the cornerback who they've already announced <laughs> is not going to be dealt. So yeah. I'm pretty sure all the agents were like, yeah, the Dolphins already traded their best assets. So you're either going to get cut or you're stuck with the team. Sure. <laughs> you know, I actually think Devontae Parker still has value. He, yeah. Just because they're going to be fighting from behind. Yeah. And, you know, Fitz Magic, he lights it up from behind. You know, so, you know, he'll get a his favorite receiver and keep going to him. Yeah. You know, and um, I think Devontae Parker, I will hold on to him to see what happens. Yeah, to tell you how bad things are, mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, I have happen to have Devontae Parker, but I also have um, K- Kalen Ballage. And so I kind of heard that he may be starting. And then before the game, they announced, hey, he's starting. I'm excited. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to really, I'll either trade this guy because he's on my bench. Or maybe he plays next week for Montgomery because Montgomery stunk it up the week before. And I did he carry the? I think he carried the ball once or something. I I don't know <laughs> what starting means in Miami basically, but I think he got two, ended up with like two points or whatever. Kenyon Drake still ended up with more points. I it's tough to find out who has value and who doesn't, and that that's where I'm at. I I I'm gonna probably hold on to Ballage for another week or so. And then we'll see how maybe they'll bounce back from that fifty nine to three. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, how do you feel? Because I, I saw you on Twitter. Because I follow you on Twitter. How do you feel mm-hmm. about starting or not starting Sammy Watkins this week? <laughs> oh yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> it, it's actually it could cost me a game too. Because how what happened was I, I'm I'm not too mad about it because I, how I got Sammy Watkins was um amazing mm-hmm. i traded tony pollard straight up for him oh, right as wow. all the Zeke news was wow. going down yeah and the guy was he's a total sammy watkins hater and when he made the trade he's like i'm not worried and then when zeke signed he's like <laughs> whatever watkins is he'll get injured whatever whatever <laughs> and he started three touchdowns 198 yards and he just looked honestly really good he made some really good cuts you know sure. he was catching the balls Mahomes looked amazing, so I definitely think Watkins has some major upside, and it it hurt, you know, kind of seeing him post like forty points on my bench because now I'm coming 46. down to a game. <laughs> yeah, really, I'm coming down to it where I I'm playing against Kamara and Lindsey, and I'm up. I want to say like oh wow. thirty two or something. Uh, that's so gonna be tough. It's a squeaker. I need Lindsey to like crap the bed and Kamara to not go off, twist the ankle or so, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had Watkins, it would have been an easy dub. And the shitty thing was, I have McCaffrey and Mahomes on that team too. Uh, so I had, but the other guy had uh, Lamar Jackson. So that's how he mm-hmm. stayed in it. Yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. you know, for Watkins owners, I mean, you know, it was a good week one, but he's so injury prone. You never know; he can catch a touchdown and break his ankle. Yeah, you can't. Bang you on know, him. like he has glass feet. So it's um, hopefully he stays healthy. For fantasy owners' sakes, but other than that, I mean, you can't. Well, you could bake on it now because Tariq Hill Hill's out. But when Tariq Hill gets back, you know, shit. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, no. Um, you do. Like I said, you have your own podcast. Obviously, you do Stardom Sitems. Talk about waiver wire stuff. Who's your waiver wire guy this week? Ah, uh, there's a there's a few guys out there. It kind of depends on the competitiveness of your league and like what type of league you're in. If it's like a bunch of your friends, then obviously a guy like TJ Hawkinson won't mm-hmm. be there. But if you're in like a, like an expert expert league or high stakes league where people know not to draft a rookie tight end, I think TJ Hawkinson <laughs> is just being a Lions fan. That was our kind of shining <laughs> light. Glimmer. You know, of hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I think outside of him, I would say DJ Chark is, is also a great ad him and Garter Minshew mm-hmm. kind of, they looked good, you know? So yeah. Garner Minshew is even just a decent quarterback. 
if he just is a gunslinger, that's all Chark will need if they have the chemistry. But obviously, I also do like Nicole Hardman. I think he's going to be a really, really good guy to have while Tyreek Hill's gone. And Tyreek even posted a tweet saying, hold it down for me while I'm gone. He quoted Nicole on it or something. Yeah. So it looks good to see see him pump each other up and him giving him that little confidence boost. And I, I think Nicole will, will have a chance to take that Tyreek Hill role and he after Hill was announced he was played 16 games he wasn't really too much of a desire on like a typical redraft league mm-hmm. yeah and who would you say this week is your for sure start if you had to bet everything who are you starting and not 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 like a normal like a Pat Mahomes obviously but someone in that middle tier who you start this week honestly Tom Brady Oh, yeah. He's yeah. playing the Dolphins. I mean, it, oh, that's it's, it's right. an obvious yeah. thing, but they're yes. playing the Dolphins. And it, I can't imagine. They're getting, if Antonio Brown plays, it, it, he could throw for 500 yards and yeah. like five touchdowns. And also, not to mention, they were in Miami, I think, last year when they lost that game on that last second touchdown where Gronk oh, missed Kenyon Drake, that mm-hmm. insane, you know, oh, flea yeah. flicker, Hail Mary, or whatever. <laughs> But so I'm sure they they still have that taste in their mouth, and they're gonna want to come down and just beat the hell out of the Dolphins. Yeah. So. But doesn't Tom struggle a little bit in Miami? He's been struggling a little bit when he went down to Miami. Well, I think. Before, but yeah, I think. <laughs> nah, I don't think he will this time. Yeah, <laughs> I think. He, I think he's got juice from this game. When he, you go into pit, you you beat Pittsburgh the way they beat Pittsburgh, and he throws the ball the way he threw the ball. And then the additional factor of possibly having Antonio Brown. And I mean, really, does he have to do more than throw slants all game? That's I mean, all he needs to do. <laughs> just, I mean, between him and Josh That's Gordon. Basically, Josh Gordon goes deep, Edelman slant, AD yeah. slant. Yeah. One of them will be open. Sure. So I, I think I think you're right. And I'm, I'm glad you opened my eyes to that. I was, you know, as I'm getting ready for waiver wire Wednesday, I uh, will definitely make note that the, the, New England Patriots are playing Miami this week, so they you might have to make some deals or do something. But um, you, like I said, your 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 podcast, the Everyday Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, you want to tell them how to reach you, get in touch with you, tell the folks so we can cross promote like yeah, good podcasters yeah, yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I I'm mainly on Twitter. Twitter is my biggest site of how I interact with all my fans and whatnot. So I'm on Twitter at Everyday FFB. I like to do a lot of jersey giveaways. So right now I'm doing a signed DeAndre Hopkins jersey giveaway. Okay. That's my pin tweet. You just got to follow me, retweet the tweet, and you're entered to win. But other than that, I'm also on uh, the Sportscaster app. I frequently post links. You know, There's a link in my bio, too, on how to see all my videos. But I'm starting to move onto this app called Sportscaster where I post about 15-minute videos rather than an hour long. It's kind of like a quick little a more a lot of different segments but just quicker segments gotcha so you can find me at any of those platforms and yeah i'll answer your questions and give you your startup sitems all right well no adam thank you for joining us yeah thanks adam and definitely come back during the season we'll we'll check in on you see how you're doing maybe you take uh sammy watkins off the bench this week i don't know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we'll see how check that goes before like week six yeah i can play watkins <laughs> yeah look us up when you come to la man always always for sure thanks for having me guys no thank you so much we appreciate it we'll be back with more of my big black fantasy podcast after these words you know fantasy season is upon us everybody's excited but you know who gets left out all the fantasy, the, you know, the wives, the wives get left out, the girlfriends, you know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy, you're on your phone, checking your players, you, yeah. you're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy, you got cock rings, you got... Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. the, yeah, it's called the Power Banger, yeah, and it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show, do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance, get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com, 
Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the L.A. area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, doggy. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. (laughs) It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. All right, and we're back. Uh, good interview there, dog. Yeah, that was a great interview. Love tag teaming you. Thank you, Adam, from the Everyday Fantasy Football the Lions Podcast. Fan. Lions fan. Detroit. I've never met a Lions fan. They're always very de- depressed. Yeah. And they're like, they're de- Detroit, like, didn't they go bankrupt at one point? Yeah. Yeah. They're not, just not like us in L.A. They're like seventh world country or something like that. But just kidding. Adam, thank you for joining us. <laughs> but um, we press on. Um, you know, we... We're getting more and more popular there, dog. People oh, yeah. send us stuff. You know, you you're not on social media. You, yeah. You're still like a caveman. Right. You don't have any like social media stuff. But we get questions. People send us stuff. Oh, no so shit. I'm gonna try to read this. But as, as usual, I put it in really small print. Did it come through the out. actual mail? Or? It, it came. <laughs> did it come through the actual <laughs> mail? The Pony Express. Yeah, the Pony. Express. No, it didn't. It actually came via Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. By the way, oh. did it come through actual mail? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Okay, um, where is this question? Wait. Okay, a uh, question from a young man with the Twitter handle of FF Vikings. So I guess he's a Vikings fan. He says he is the owner and he needs better running backs. So he, he says Kirk and Ertz are on his team. I've been offered Marlon Mack and Hunter Henry. Keep in mind, I have four players on a week 12 bye. If he acquires Henry, he will have five players on a week 12, or yeah, week 12 bye. Um, he's in a, a 10 team, three wide receiver, uh, league, uh, and it's only a half point for PPR. Hmm. So doggy, is that a good trade? And it comes out to be, uh, you know, uh, Kirk, the receiver from Arizona. And of course, Ertz, the tight end from Philly, uh, for Marlon Mack and Hunter Henry. Do you do uh, that trade? No, I, I wouldn't do that trade. I'll, I'll be patient and I'll work the waiver wire this early in the season. I would go after, uh. Like Ito Smith that backs up Devontae uh, Freeman. You know, it's about time. You know, in time, Devontae Freeman will end up in concussion protocol. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, you know, and then go get uh, Jamal Williams that backs up Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Because Aaron Jones could lose his job, you know, the way he's been running in week one. So, you know, just go go get a, a backup. You know, go get a backup, man. And then just just don't make any trades. It's early. It's too early. For trades. Yeah. I I mean, I think if you find the right deal, you make it no matter what time of the season it is. I agree with Doggy. I don't like it that you're giving up Ertz, who's proven for two guys that are relatively still unproven. Marlon Mack had a great game this week. He has potential. But I also ask you to keep in mind that he has not gotten through a full season yet. He's had right. two fe- full seasons where he's been injured. That's a lot in fantasy football because the best ability, like they say, is availability. And you you, you want to have folks in there that tend to be in the game. You don't want people getting hurt. Um, Ertz is, you know, like I said, got to keep Ertz. Got to keep Ertz. He's 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 stable. He's probably uh, of the. I think he's in the top three tight ends. Yeah, no matter I mean, how you look he's at still it, still improving. He he's still improving. And then on top of it, the extra thing where if you got Henry, you'd have another ple- uh, person on the buy buy. What is it? The twelve twelfth week buy. Yeah, five people. Five people. That's where, if you really want to make a trade, maybe you look for a third team. Maybe you make that a three-team trade. So I suggested that to this guy on Twitter. He seemed to like it, but I didn't like the trade as it stands. And Doggy agrees, so that means I'm right. (laughs) I agree. So let's move on. Uh, Week one passed, and of course, with every football week, you have to deal with the injuries. Found out this morning that Darius Geis, very sad news. Yeah. You know, missed his rookie year, played one game. Everybody's excited in Washington. They don't have much to be exciting, excited about in Washington. He's going to miss some games. He's got a knee issue. They're talking about some sort of stem cell treatment so he doesn't have to do surgery. Wow. Meanwhile, fire up a- Adrian Peterson once yep. again. There he, he is. He just won't go away. But uh, whoever drafted him, that's a good pick. Yeah. You know, you, you got Adrian Peterson now. He's definitely going to get those first two carries. Um, Chris Thompson's probably going to get that third down work. And we'll talk more about him later. Uh, Doggy, what do you do if you got guys? 
Um, I'll keep him, just not knowing the extent of the injury yet, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would keep him, put him on the IR, and, you know, just push forward. And hopefully Adrian Peterson's on your waiver wire. Yeah. You know, and you can go after him because I don't think too many people went out and just uh, drafted AP like that. Yeah. So I would just keep him right now, just see what's going on. But it is a sad situation with Geis and, you know, his career – he hasn't even really started his NFL career yet. One game. One, One game. game. Yeah. It's sad. No, I think if you don't have Adrian Peterson, you look for, and I'll, I'm going to talk, this is going to be the Chris Thompson show. You t- look at a guy like Chris Thompson uh, in Washington who, you know, you may be scared off, hey, he only plays third down, whatever. Historically, Washington is one of those teams you can predict. They're not going to have a lot of big-time wide receivers. They're, a lot of their points are going to come from their tight end, like they did this week with Vernon Davis with that insane catch-and-run that he did. Chris Thompson picked up a silent, very quiet 14 points. Um, even though he is a bit player, he is efficient, and I think you get value out of Chris Thompson. So keep an eye on him as you go. Uh, if he's not on your team, I think you should have him on your team because I think – I don't think anything changes with Adrian Peterson. He was able to get 14 points with Geis, even though Geis uh, – and I, I think Geis played the whole game. Yeah. And it's just news today. So Chris Thompson, I think, is your best bet there um, in terms of uh, trying to eat up some of the that work by uh, Darius Geis. Um, Tyreek Hill also out there, doggy. Wow. Mm, that's a big one. But then, I mean, to tell you how cold-blooded Kansas City is – you can then turn to somebody like Sammy Watkins and he catches 300 yards of passes or whatever it was he, he caught. Yeah, and you know, Sammy Watkins is capable of doing that, but he has glass feet. Yeah. You yeah. know, so hopefully he can continue, I guess, you know, for the fantasy owners. Sure. But um, I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't bank on it. No, I think you, if you got Sammy, you ride with him as yeah, long you as you can. <laughs> but yeah. keep in mind, you may need a backup. And I think... And we'll bounce back to him later. I think Jamison Crowder with the Jets, who caught 14 passes this week, doggy. Can you believe that? He was targeted 17 times. Yeah. Um, people like that would be uh, someone to look at. Um, you know, I, it's tough to bank on Sammy, but for the you know, you're you're hopeful that Hill is out just for a short time. Um, but look at guys like Crowder. Crowder has some potential there. Um, Joe Mixon. Oh. Sprained ankle. But now they say it could be day-to-day. Yeah. So, so you know, before you sell the farm for Gianni, Giovanni Bernard, just keep an eye on that injury. Um, if it's if he ends up playing this week, there's no need to roster Giovanni Bernard. But if he ends up missing a week or so, uh, go pick him up. He's he's worth it. And he's played in that role before. So it's not like you're really missing that much. Yeah, you can – you if you have room on your roster, like say like if you have another quarterback – that's you know a backup quarterback or another defense. Mm-hmm. You could cuff Giovanni Bernard. Sure, you know I would cuff him. You know, yeah. I I never believed in handcuff because it's just too many roster. It's kind of too early to it's, cuff. Too yeah, many. yeah. You just it, you're you're saving roster spots for chance when you can actually go get players. So I right. never believe in handcuffing, but everybody's got a different philosophy. All right, let's roll through our week and figure out how we did. Doggy, first thing, disappointment of the week. What is it? Uh, my disappointment of the week was Eric Ebron. Yeah. Uh, he barely got on the field, you know, and uh, it sucks because he led the tight ends in uh, receiving touchdowns last year with 13. Yeah. So it really pissed me off <laughs> when I saw Doyle running routes and Ebron on the bench. So, you know, he came in a few times and played – alongside Doyle. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's how their offense went. Like, they ran two tight ends. But, um, shit, man, he pissed me off. And uh, Matt Breida pissed me off, too, man, this week. But hopefully he'll bounce back next week. We'll see. Yeah. You know, but I heard about this other guy, number 31. What was his name? Out of Mustard. Mustard. He played last year. Yeah, but shit, he was getting more run than Breida. Yeah. And And, and Breida started. Yeah. And you see, that starting tag is starting to mean less and less. Yeah, it does. You know, but... Just throws you off. In both those situations, those are risky. You got Doyle and you got Ebron. And last year, I think if Doyle hadn't been hurt as much, I think he would have got more use. Ebron went off the charts. And like I told you, it's it's tough to walk away from a guy that scored 13 touchdowns. You know, you yeah, got to... Yeah, and it's almost like they're like almost like running backs by committee. They're tight ends by committee now. Yeah, and so... You know, you hardly find those type of teams, you know. But this is one right here. Like, hey... You got Jack Doyle, he's he's a great tight end. Mm-hmm. And you have Eric Ebron, who led the league last year in touchdowns. Yeah. You know, flip-flop, what do you do? 
No, it's it's a risky situation. I think, you know, eventually, if you're you got Ebron, I would look at a guy caught a touchdown, Jimmy Graham, who may still be out there. Yeah. Um, Rudolph, who you had on your team last year, maybe a, a, a you know a, a person of interest if you're trying to fill fill that tight end problem. Um, my biggest disappointment is David Montgomery, and I mentioned that earlier. And it's not so much because of him, because he looked good. Right. I just don't think the coach or the quarterback knew what the hell they were doing that game. Yeah. I just think they blew an opportunity for this guy. And then it's not, it's also not encouraging to hear the coach talk and say, well, we're bringing him along slowly. No. Well, for me, that means he's not starting in my lineup this week. Right. I'm going to look, like I said, for a guy like Chris Thompson or a guy like um, Jamison Crowder. I know everyone's going to be on Hollywood this week. Um, I would pump the brakes on Hollywood. I wouldn't make that much of an investment in him because – the way that ball is floating around Baltimore, I think everyone's going to get a shot at it. And I, and I still like Willie Sneed in that scenario because I think he's the experienced guy. He's going to get his fair share. He scored a touchdown this week. So be, be leery of Hollywood. I don't know if I'd go full bore. If you got a roster spot that you could spare, pick him up. But it's not a priority this week, I don't think. Um, let's see here. Oh, rising star of the week there, doggy. Who's your rising star? Uh, my rising star of the week would have to be the guy you just talked about, Ross. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Ross. Yeah. I mean. Is it Jackson or Hollywood? Who I don't it? know what his name is. He's number 13. <laughs> Hollywood. Is mama named Clay? I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your name is, yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got off, man. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, who would think that Lamar is going to come out and throw for 400 <laughs> and five touchdowns? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So no, and you that's see, what, my rise. Those are my rising stars. No, and like I said, with Baltimore, you got you got clues early on. You got words from uh, you know John. Is it Jim Harbaugh or John? Jim, uh, that's Jim. Jim. Is that Jim? Jim is is Jim coaches. Jim's in Michigan. Jim's in, yeah, Michigan. John, John was in Michigan. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. John or Jim? I don't know. One, One of, of the, the Harbaugh, Harbaugh brothers. brothers. <laughs> okay. The, the Harbaugh brother, the coaches. I think it's John. <laughs> okay. I don't know. He coaches Baltimore folks. You know who the hell I'm talking about. Um, he tipped us off earlier and said, hey, this this guy's going to throw at least 30 times a game. Yeah. And you said, whoa, okay. And when he does that, you Baltimore's dangerous, you guys. Him throwing the ball like that. Ingram running like that. Allows Ingram to run like that. And then him you know jackson also running like that allows him to run like that yeah. so the jury stood out out though oh yeah no it's it's you know the it's week one out, yeah it's week one but the 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 goal is much different than baltimore teams in the past it looks like they're trying to kill you they're trying to light you up miami was an awesome victim this weekend so we'll see what happens uh further on but like i said if you can buy stock in some baltimore players don't be afraid folks jump right on in um my rising star of the week, I mentioned Chris Thompson. He, he's going to get overlooked by a lot of people because of Hollywood. He didn't get in the uh, in the scoring column. But, again, you go off things that you can sort of predict. Washington has used him a certain way for two years. Unfortunately, he's been hurt both those years. He looks healthy. Um, now that the season started and you've avoided you know unhealthy or, or uh, injury-risked players during your draft – now you might take a shot on somebody like Chris Thompson, who has a defined role with that team, catches, runs, is, has speed, can can break one. You know, I'm just saying, pick up Chris Thompson. Um, where we were right. Where were we right this week, doggy? Where were you right? Uh, I was right with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because you can't go wrong with Russell, mm-hmm. you know, and even though Chris Carson did his thing, Russell Wilson still gave me 19 points. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you you – you would he's a must start every week no matter uh Fabiano and all those guys say sit him you start Russell Wilson every week you do and you, again you don't buy into the hype on Baker because again, because again Baker was rated ahead of a guy like Russell and Russell with his 19 points weren't spectacular but it gives you something to build on yeah you can't build on what Baker did this week he's throwing picks and missing people and all this other stuff go with what you know People like Russell Wilson, even Tom Brady, especially Tom Brady now with what's what's about to happen in New England, Ben Roethlisberger, even though with the poor game, and my, you know my guy Philip Rivers, um, those guys are established, and so you know, and again, they will have bad games, but I have a feeling that it's a lot of hype with Baker, more more hype than actual substance with him. Um, okay, so oh, let me tell you where I was right, and I've been talking about Mark Ingram. For months. Wow. 
Mark Ingram is going to benefit from that Baltimore offense. Like I just said, he's got a running quarterback. He's got a quarterback that throws the ball. Looks means, like he slimmed down. Looks like he slimmed down a little bit. He's not going to face eight in the box. And he's going to get the touches near the goal line. And even though he didn't catch a pass this week, he is going to be involved in some regard in the passing game. So Mark Ingram, ride him. He's a 29-year-old back, about to be 30. Ride him to the end of the season. He's going to be there for you. Um, Delaney Walker, again, told you guys, two touchdowns. There's no, there's nowhere else for, Ma- for Mariota to go. I got nowhere else to go. Where else is he gonna go? You're right. He's got. If Delaney's healthy, he's got to feed Delaney. There's no. He, that's his go-to. That's his go-to. He is not going to throw to the outside. He is going to look inside for his touchdowns, and he did so last week. Delaney got two. You know, double up. Play him this week if you got him. I mean, he's still. You know, as, as late as he was being projected, he still may be out there. Um. It just sounds like you're gloating right now. I I am. I had a great week. Yeah. And I'll throw one more gloat in there. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. While you're on the roll. I am. And I'll just double back. Baker Mayfield. I told you guys about Baker Mayfield. And he did what he did. So I'll just say that one more time. There's no way he should have been rated as high as he was. And you're going to see the results of that. Because I don't think it's getting better. Um, All right. Now, most importantly, where were we wrong there, doggy? Oh, man. You know, like I said before, Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. And Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was wrong this week. Um, I just realized Eric Ebron was going to get money, especially with uh, Brissett back there. But hey, Doyle was out most of that time. So yeah. Now that's why I went wrong starting Ebron, man. Yeah, that's the thing. My, and I'll go back to David Montgomery. But there's no way you could know. All the hype was is that he was going to start, at least get those first two downs. He didn't. Ended up with a four point night. Fortunately, I was able to recover from that and get the win. But Again, if you have David Montgomery, read the Chicago Tribune sports section, figure out who follows the Bears and follow him on Twitter and see if the coach is coming up with any other message other than we're easing him into the offense. Because for week two, if you got him starting, you may want to consider that. You don't want to deal with another six carry performance where you don't know when he's getting the ball, especially, like I said, with a guy like Chris Thompson out there. Maybe he gets it done for you. Or, you know, as we're watching this game right now, a guy like Carlos Hyde who started for the Texans. We don't know how he's going to do tonight, but there's an option, and he still may be out there. Um, Let's see. Okay. Oh, and we reach the point of the show where we go through our ads and our drops. Who is your ad and drop selection for this week there, Dougie? Um, Well, I have a few people on my radar, Mm -hmm. Um, like Jimmy Graham on my radar. Yeah. Dropping Eric Ebron. Sure. (laughs) And – um. That's basically about it. You know, I'm just looking for a more productive tight end. Yeah. Everybody no. else I'm going to kind of give a chance to, you know. Yeah, it's but the early. I don't like the situation in Indianapolis with the tight ends. Yeah, it's the early part of the season. I think you lean on sort of the more reputable players in the beginning. Um, and, you know, you coach differently after. I coach differently, I think, after about week three. And I start taking a little chances based on matchup and stuff like that. But. Again, I did Chris Thompson's story of the show. Again, overlooked. Pick him up. That's a good ad. Um, he plays Dallas this week, by the way. We mentioned Giovanni Bernard, depending on the injury, obviously. And my drop is an easy one. It's Tony Pollard, if you haven't already. Now that Zeke's got money, you probably never hear Tony Pollard again unless Zeke gets hurt, which, you know, you hope no one gets hurt. But it's time to get rid of Tony Pollard if he's still on your team. Um, your sneaky play of the week there, dog. Sneaky play of the week mm-hmm. would be Galladay mm. for Detroit. Yeah. You know, uh, he got in the box. You know, he didn't get too many targets. But, you know, he gave me, you know, like 13 or 14 points. But uh, that would be my sneaky play of the week because I really think he's a wide receiver too. Yeah. A strong one. Yeah. No, he. I saw him get loose a little bit. Um, Stafford's going to throw the ball. And he's going to look for him because I don't think he has really any any option. I think that team's a mess. The way they lost the game, you now have Carrion Johnson splitting carries with C.J. Anderson. So that that destroys a lot of people who picked Carrion Johnson in the second or third round or whenever you picked him. Um, my sneaky play of the week, mentioned before, Jamison Crowder. Uh, it's hard to go down after you're targeted 17 times to zero. 
So I'm hoping that that he continues that pace or, or somewhere near it. I don't know if he'll get targeted 17 times again, but it's a safe play, and I don't think people are paying attention, so you may be able to sneak him. Um, also, a couple of defenses. The Jets defense versus Cleveland. Again, Cleveland, oh, garbage fire. Take advantage. Baker's throwing picks and getting sacked. The line, as I expressed concerns oh, about terrible. weeks ago, is terrible. Only a matter of time before Odell Beckham starts going crazy. You know, you may want to start thinking about picking defenses against the Cleveland Browns. Um, and also Green Bay. Green Bay showed out Monday night or Thursday night, rather. They stopped Chicago. Chicago didn't put much of an effort into it, it didn't look like. But Green Bay at home versus Minnesota. Minnesota's coming off a win. Can Kirk Cousins go into Lambeau and beat the pack, be consistent? That's usually not how it goes for Kirk Cousins. Green Bay's defense, take a look. All right. I think we've gotten through our rundown. Doggy, do you have anything to add to this fabulous show? Yeah. Um, all the fantasy football owners out there, don't panic. You know, if you lost in week one, just give your team a chance. Don't panic. Don't try to make all these drastic trades. If anything, get on the waiver wire and, you know, build your team. So just don't panic. And like I did, because I lost Antonio Brown for a week. <laughs> but just chill and relax and hopefully – uh. You know, week two, just win week two. That's all you can think about. Yeah, you know, again, you lost week one, so what? Figure out how you can go one and one. It gets very tough if you go 0 and 2, as you know. Um, what I would say, this is the time I usually start looking at that quarterback. There's always a quarterback every year, sort of comes out of nowhere and has puts together a very good fantasy season. Somebody like a Case Keenum had a Good, good showing in Washington. Case has done this sort of thing before. He stunk it up last year, but maybe he found the right system. He's throwing short passes because he's in Washington. He's going to the tight end a lot. He's going to the guy, like I said again, Chris Thompson a lot. Someone like that. But there's a quarterback out there that hasn't been picked that may light it up. So this is when you kind of look and get that quarterback before everybody's the wiser. So that's my point of advice before we leave the show. Um, if you want to find us, you can find me on uh, my Twitter handle at B underscore M B B F P like my big uh, let's try it again. <laughs> like my big black fantasy podcast. You can find us at Facebook uh, at my big black fantasy podcast. Um, you know, keep going. Get get your waiver wire stuff set for tonight or for, I'm sorry for Wednesday. Uh, we got to get it in by Tuesday uh, midnight. I don't know how yours operate. Make some good value picks off the waiver wire, and um, let's go back at it again for week two. Let's do it. See you next time. Peace.